Welcome to the show. This is the live Jossa Show podcast that we recorded in front of an audience on the Headbangers Boat Cruise, which was a great time. Thank you to everyone who joined us on the cruise. It was amazing. I'm here in the studio with Nick. What's up? You guys know, some of you know Nick from the Patreon. We have had so much content on the Patreon, and we've been working on so much stuff behind the scenes. We really haven't had anything on the free feed for, I think, since like the KK Downing episode. Oh, wow. But but tell them, I mean, what do you get when you sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com slash Josta? You get a lot. Like, we've we've probably had like 50 podcasts out Yeah, since the KK episode. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Weekly Mineral Roundup, the Buy Patreon for Patreon. Where we answer everybody's questions, we read their comments, we keep the conversation rolling. You just started the Hard Life podcast episodes. Oh yeah, we got an episode uh, about Robert Redford, an episode about reggae artist Yellow Man. They both lived a very hard life, but it's very inspiring. And you could have heard this episode with Bron Daler from Mastodon, recorded in front of a live audience on the Headbangers Boat Cruise could have heard it like a week ago if you signed up for the, the Patreon, patreon.com slash Jasta. Um, before we get into this, I just want to say thank you for all the amazing submissions for Milwaukee Metal Fest. You know that we've been getting the announcements ready to roll. That's been another reason why the podcast has been on the back burner, but I appreciate everyone's patience. Those of you who, uh, who listened to the show last year or this year know how much work goes into the festival and we're already planning. We... We actually rolled out the lineup last year in January, or oh, this wow. year in January. Yeah. So we're going to be two months early this year. So everybody nice. check the socials November 20th, or go to MilwaukeeMetalFestival.com, or go get your three-day passes now. You can get a three-day pass, and that'll get you into the pre-party, which is going to be on Thursday the 16th. You get the three-day pass for the 16th through the 19th of May, 2024, and, um, and yeah, thank you for all the great suggestions. The first one we're going to play for you right now is a band from Pennsylvania. I definitely had people saying, yo, you need more bands from Pennsylvania. You got to rep Pennsylvania. Pe- Pennsylvania's always been good to hate, breed, and Josta, right? Yeah. So we started looking through the submissions, and this, was, this one jumped out at us. Let us know what you think of them. They're called Eyes of the Living. You've seen them play at Full Terror Assault in 2021. They also were at the Blue Ridge Rock Fest that year. And they got a bunch of shows coming up. They're playing December 9th at Mix Stews in Levittown, Pennsylvania. So go check them out if you like what you hear. Nick, what's the name of this uh, track we're going to hear a little snippet of? Infected. Check it out. Here's Eyes of the Living with Infected. I think I say I say put them on. 
Milwaukee Metal Fest 2024. Gotta gotta rep some Pennsylvania metal on there. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Milwaukee Metal Fest at Gmail or the Josta Show or Josta Show at Gmail. Shout out to Eyes of the Living, one of the uh, better submissions we've gotten recently. And make sure you go get your three-day pass, which will include the pre-party. Go to MilwaukeeMetalFestival.com for more information or check out therave.com slash metalfest. Therave.com slash metalfest. And yeah, check all our socials, sign up for the email list, and be on the lookout for a big update November 20th. Also, thank you to one of our best sponsors of the Jossa Show and the Milwaukee Metal Fest. I'm talking about the one and only Indie Merch Store. Check out IndieMerchStore.com after today's show with Bron Daler from Mastodon, and you will see a ton of great deals right ahead of Black Friday, just in time. You know what? You know what you need for, for, for Christmas this year, Nick? What's that? In Angel Maker hoodie. I was going to say this other name on here, but I'm like, we're still in the first like four minutes of they'll, <laughs> some of these names. You say them on the on the on the podcast, and you get put on like a watch list. <laughs> um, well, you know, there's there's a lot of murder on here. Thy art is murder. Arch Spire typo negative worse than death. Long sleeve. Tons of restocks and tons of pre orders. I see that Shadow of Intent. They're from Connecticut. Yep. Shout out to Shadow of Intent. Um, they also have. A ton of uh, great merch from Black Dahlia Murder, Death, and a bunch of other favorites. Go over to IndieMerchStore.com after the podcast today. Use the code JOSTA10 and you will save. But act fast because I see some of these pre-orders are selling out, like the Cattle Decapitation Death Atlas Zip Hoodie, the uh, the Shadow of, Intat, of Intent um, uh, Embroidered Hats Look Badass. The flags, they got a ton of good stuff. JOSTA10 is the coupon code to save 10% at IndieMerchStore.com. Com. Also, check out martyrstore.net. Ahead of Black Friday, we are doing a sale, and you'll see all the leftover Milwaukee Metal Fest merch. Plus, we have some crowbar tees, some new Hapri shirts. We even got some Josta stickers, which we revamped. I got the hair now in the sticker. The old logo, I didn't have the hair. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they put the hair on the on the back of the back of the neck. <laughs> uh, go to martyrstore.net, M-A-R-T-Y-R-S-T-O-R-E.net. You'll see the link is in the show notes. And when you go to check out, we extended the Veterans Day coupon code to save, I think it's like 10 or 15%. Use the code VET. Thank you to our vets. Use code VET, V-E-T, all caps, at martyrstore.net, and you will save. All right, this is the live Justice Show podcast recorded in front of an audience on the one and only Headbanger, the, the first annual, what do you call that, the inaugural, Right. Or if it's first annual because it goes out every year now, or it's going to go out every year? Yeah. I think inaugural. It, How yes, do you say it? Inaugural. <laughs> Check it out from the Headbangers Boat Cruise. I know it's not a boat. Everybody's writing me on Patreon saying it's a ship. Boat, ship. It's called Headbangers Boat. Yeah, it has boat in the, in the, <laughs> in the title. Uh, check it out. Here's the uh, the show we recorded in front of a, uh, of a live audience. It was a lot of fun. Thank you if you came out. Now on to the show. So everybody, put your hands together right now and give a big warm welcome to Mr. Jamie Josta. What is going on, everybody? Thanks for coming out. You look good. You feel good. We're gonna we're gonna chat with uh, Bron from Mastodon in just a minute, but I wanted to come out and say thank you for coming here and and being a part of the show. Have some of you, I guess by a round of applause, have some of you heard the podcast before? Okay, great. 
Thank you. So you know that any member of Mastodon is always an incredible guest, right? Yeah. You know the history of Mastodon and the Josta show. Okay, good, 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 good. And um, you guys watched Mastodon play twice, once? Did they play every song you wanted to hear? Okay, so I'm, when, I'm come, when I come around, if you don't want to talk, don't put your hand up. But if you, if you have a question, I will, I will put the mic in your face. I, and uh, we'll save that to, for the end. You know, we'll talk to Bron at the end. But I'm a real stickler for a set list. Like, I really, I hate, and I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, and I'll probably edit this part out. But like, if, I go, if I go to see Iron Maiden, has anybody seen Iron Maiden in a while? Okay, good. I want to hear the fucking hits. I don't want to hear the latest album start to finish. Sorry, Bruce. Sorry, Steve. Um, but I was watch. I watched both sets, and it was amazing. But it was incredible to see them outdoors with the wind and the waves, and it just was awesome. I never thought that Mastodon would be like the band to see on a ship, but I'm glad everybody enjoyed it. And uh, and yeah, we're gonna bring out Bron in just a second, but also uh, just give a round of applause and. and Give a big, I want to give a big shout out to the whole Hatebreed Road crew and Brian and everybody who got this live podcast set up. And, um, you know, we're not going to talk about what happened, but you guys know what happened. We're just trying to, we're trying to change the vibes and we're trying to keep the PMA, the positive mental attitude. So when we do the Q&A, just don't bring that up, please. Like, don't, you know, we don't know what happened just yet, so we want to just focus on the positive. Um, and we will play a couple fun games. There was a lot of stuff I had planned, edgy jokes and, and silly, stupid shit that I was going to do that just kind of seems in bad taste now in light of everything that happened. So, but we're still going to have fun. And, uh, and yeah, right now, give it up for Bron Daler from Mastodon. There he is. Hi, buddy. Hello, my friend. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Yeah, move right in. No, yeah, yeah, sure. Well, that's not not that there's anything wrong with that. Got to have a little separation here. (laughs) A little buffer zone right here. Hi, guys. Is he the most handsome member of Mastodon? By a round of applause. Ladies, men, what do you think? I don't know. Seems split. Hold on. Let's do, let's, let's. Let's say the names, and if you think, like, is... This is you, not good for my self-esteem. Just if you think Bill, game. if you think Bill... No, because I, I was listening to a girl talk. What? I was eavesdropping while you were playing. You're not... That's I'm, not I'm, true. This is a true story. This is the second night. By I, the way, this is all bullshit. No, it's true. I saw, first night, I saw Brent, and I said, hey, you didn't play Sultan's Curse. And he was we like... We did, though. I know. He's like... Were you in the shitter? I came in late. Uh-huh. I was... I was eating and I, my phone didn't update. So it was like, it didn't do the, I swear, it didn't do the time difference. It didn't do the time difference. So I fucked up. I there missed is no Testament. time difference. No, there is. Okay. There's like a, t- a different time we zone. Were we were in the triangle. <laughs> so <laughs> I heard a girl talking <laughs> and she goes, she's yelling for you. And you obviously can't hear her. You got your in ears in or whatever. And, and, and she's like, he's so fucking sexy he's the sexiest one in mastodon and if you're here and you said that and you want to ask him a question that would be amazing 
But so then I asked my friend who works at Sound Talent, um, I said, is that true? Like, would you agree? And she was like, I have to agree. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Bill, is he the sexiest member of Mastodon? Anybody? She's, you're, you're, right, you're ride or die for Bill. That's awesome. Bill got two ladies and a dude. <laughs> I'm going to tell him. Brent? Brent. What is Brent on the sexy meter? That's it? One dude? I mean, I'm Troy. right here. Troy? You guys are... Just, Troy's got some dudes. Troy's got that beard. He's got that wild. He's got a wizard sleeve. Yeah, he's got that. He's got that wild, like approachable but wild. He really does. He makes like yeah. He's got good jeans. Like you ladies, you can tell like when the jeans are good. Like if you're, you know. Yeah, just look at Bubbers. You know. There you go. Yeah. Shout out to Bubbers. Um, and now Bron. See. You know, it's not just because you're here either. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for uh, being attracted to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> it feels really good. So, you're just in Connecticut. You don't let me know. You didn't hit me up. I was a little, I felt a little slighted. Dude, I was in Uncasville. Yes, this is where the casino Any, any Uncasville people? <laughs> yeah. Wow, you guys are liars. We're all from Uncasville. Who isn't? So, anyway, I went there for Tommy's Tattoo Convention. Why Tommy's Tattoo Convention? My girlfriend, Kalina, who's somewhere. Shout out to Kalina. She wanted to get a tattoo of this rose. Uh, There's a guy that's like an OG. These very, like, realistic-looking roses that you get. Um, They look like 3D coming off your arm, you know? Very beautiful, but the guy's booked up for you know, the foreseeable future. But the only way you can get a tattoo from this guy is if you book an appointment at a convention. So we found out he was going to be there, and uh, we said, fuck it, let's fly down to Uncasville. And I thought I was just going to get up to Uncasville. (laughs) I don't know where I, you know, I'm bad with geography. But uh, so we went there, and we flew up there, and I thought I was just going to hang out and be like a drunkard walking around tattoo convention all day while she got her rose tattoo, but then she found another tattoo artist, this uh, woman named Angela, who was, uh, does all sorts of like food tattoos. And they, they're also hyper-realistic. And for about 30 years now, I've been talking about getting this tattoo where I have a whole trail of ants that go from my foot to my neck. And then the final piece is the ants carrying a giant piece of pink cake with a cherry on top, also covered in ants. And there's, there's no deep meaning to it at all. Except for the ants stole a piece of cake from a picnic and they are heading to go enjoy it somewhere. Anyway, I was in Uncasville. I did not contact you. And I'm so sorry about that. I would have loved to 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 watch you get this. Okay, so I was on the, the convention floor and this tattoo, unbeknownst to me, ended up taking eight and a half hours. Sitting so, in a folding so it, chair. It goes, the no, I got these, like, ten years ago, I got the, or, like, eight years ago, I had four dudes tattoo me at the same time. It took 20 minutes to get the ants. All the way up your body. But then the, fin- the finished piece had to be like this. I wanted this very realistic-looking piece of cake. So Kalina found this, this girl that was really good at that style, and uh, I contacted her. She ended up being a Mastodon fan, so she was like, yeah, come get tattooed. I was like, sweet. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be eight and a half hours. I probably would have said no. 
try to shop around, see if there any, anybody could do it a little less time because, you know, I don't like sitting there for that long, and, that, and it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not one of these dudes that puts, like, the numbing cream on. You go no, raw. No, I don't. I go raw dog, and, uh, you know. What? Dude, yes, the 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 the, uh, the the quarterback for the the Cowboys yeah. just just got put under and had, had his yeah whole he got anesthesia, anesthesia to get a tattoo. <laughs> Not a lot of Cowboys fans here, I see. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, I got the tattoo. And what kind of cake is it? It's it's I'm not really sure, but it's it's all pink. I just want to be a pretty pink piece of cake covering ants. You know, a pretty gonna... pink piece of cake. Yeah. So not like red velvet or carrot cake or no. Just... It's like stra- it's like strawberry cake with a cherry, you know. And wow. So it's like a Duncan Hines out of the box cake, or is this like? No, this is uh, this is like Cake Boss cake. Cake you know what Boss, I mean? who has a place in Uncasville. Of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's very it's 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 um. It's high art, you know. It's uh, it really is. It's highbrow. That, I like that better than you know. You you see people that they go into this deep dark story, and and the girl is like crying. I had to, and it's like then it's like some Chinese characters. She doesn't even know what it means, or the guy was like fucking around, and she's like, "Have it say, stupid American, live, laugh, love." And yeah, and then yeah. So this is better because you're just like I always wanted a piece of cake. Throw it on my neck. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's Betty Crocker, or no, no, sorry. It's got to be I mean, cake I boss. wanted it to be artisanal, of course. But what, growing up, did you have like, like an effort? Did you have Sunday cake growing up? Like, did mom? No, make... there wasn't a lot of cake in my family. <laughs> now we couldn't we're... afford cake, Jamie. <laughs> All right, because now we're I do getting... have a good story about when I was a kid. I was I was turning eight, and me and my sister had birthdays just a couple months apart, and so uh, I was like, "Mom, I really want a Star Wars cake for my birthday," and she was yeah. like, "Yeah, we could do that, no problem." And so she got the leftover frosting from my sister's pink cake that was uh, in January. This is March now. Covered a cake in pink frosting and just got my figures, my, my Star Wars toys, and put them on the cake. <laughs> Star Wars cake, boom, done. Thank you, Mom. And the frosting yeah. wasn't stale? No, the frosting was still good. And uh, the, the cake turned out great. And uh, I got pictures of it to prove. And uh, yeah. Still till this day. I do, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, anyway. I, I had neighbors across the street, and they had eight kids, and the mom. That's too many. It was a lot of kids. But were they farmers? Were they farmers? They were not farmers. We, oh, okay. we lived in the city, so it's like, you know, some houses no have farms. like three apartments, and then some houses have four, and right. they're very close together. So you, at a very young age, you see things you probably shouldn't really see. You hear things right. going on. You probably shouldn't hear, like, oh, let me go out into the fire escape. Let me look down and see what's going on next door. And yeah, I love that. They weren't making cake. But, oh, God. Uh, I got invited across the street on a Sunday for dinner, and, uh, and that was like, we never sat down for dinner. It was wild style. Right, like, stand we had, up. Yeah, we had to, like, you know, eat what we kill. Right. It was, <laughs> it was wild, and they, I couldn't believe. It's a trough. With eight kids. <laughs> yes, pretty much. With eight kids, she comes out with this chocolate cake, like, layered, like, with the, with the yellow cake inside, but with the chocolate frosting. Yeah, and I, the whole time I was so mad at my mom for never making. I couldn't, and she does this every Sunday, and I kept going. You do, wait, you do this every Sunday for the eight kids and the husband. Every Sunday. So then I went and asked my mother, "What are we doing on Sunday?" Yeah, and she's like, "I ain't making you a fucking cake. I'll tell you that much." <laughs> but 
no disrespect. People, I love my mom. People and parent it made me the man I am today. I make my own damn cake. That's right. And I don't need anybody making it for me. That's right. Because, you know, yeah, <laughs> producing that many cakes. Plus, every a, week there's a problem with years. obesity in this country, and we all know it. This was and at a time. Sunday cake is a big contributing factor. So you're lucky. I am. Or your you, mom never doled out the cakes on the Sundays. She, she, I, I did, after I did complain for a little bit for that next birthday, she did get me a very nice cake. Yeah. And it was a, anybody remember, this? I'm really dating myself here now, it's an ice cream cake. Do you, you remember the, the chain? Yes. Hell yeah. Cookie Puss? Yeah, Cookie Puss. We got Cookie Puss fans in the house? I'm telling you, every kid talked about that fucking... I was the man all of a sudden. That cookie puss cake was off the chain. People were going wild. And then the following year... Do you remember the McDonald's birthday cake? Does anybody... That... (laughs) What? (laughs) We got a hater in the house. I don't think it was good, but it looked cool. No. When you're used to eating... Like, because my mother was a hippie. I know your your mom was a hippie too, right? Yeah. My mom was a hippie, so I swear for like the first seven years of my life, she tried to pass off carob as oh, chocolate. Dude. Yeah. That's my just, dad too. Carob. Carob. If you Not guys good. have ever tasted carob, I mean, they used to. I, we used to have to fight. Me and my brother we used to have to fight. Like we would, we would bring sprouts with peanut butter on bread to school, oh and they would God. go, "Who's got the fart sandwich?" And then we got to fight. <laughs> it was, and then. And then the, actually the brothers, the kids across the street who were getting the cake every Sunday, they would, we'd have to fight them until finally the mother would say, you know, no, invite them over. And she was very nice. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, the McDonald's birthday cake. You no, remember talking about too? carob. Oh, carob. <laughs> no. I saw my dad used to, you know, get the carob out and be like, who wants carob? We're like, yeah, we're good, actually. We don't want the carob. It's like it doesn't if you even took, smell good. It's like if you took moss. And put a little, like, dry cocoa powder on it. Yeah, and like, hey, this is the same as chocolate, yeah. buddy. I can't believe. Well, listen, my father was in Vietnam. Was your, so, so My father was not in Vietnam. Okay, so it was crazy. We didn't win, obviously, right. you know. Right. It didn't work out so good. No. Um, but this show's not about me. It's about you. So listen. Yeah, this show's about me. Yeah. <laughs> and you are the sexiest member of Mastodon. Thank you. And, we, and I have so many questions. People wrote in. There was, there was too many to get to, and I do want you guys to do a Q&A at the end. So uh, please, if you don't, no pressure to be on mic, but if you don't want to be on mic, just don't raise your hand when I walk around. Um, but we did a tour together many years ago. The tour was Slipknot, Slayer, Hatebreed, and Mastodon. The Unholy Alliance tour, 2005. Yeah. We did arenas. It was a big deal for both of us. It was huge. Because we're playing like Manchester Arena in the UK. And so I wanted to ask you some of your memories from that tour and see if we're both in the same reality. Because <laughs> I remember the one time that uh, you announced loudly to everyone that Dave Lombardo was partying. And then we all go running over to their bus because he never was, he wasn't really hanging out at that and he point in time. He wasn't, he wasn't a, partying. He but wasn't a party. It was a one time where it was a rager, quote unquote, you. Yep. Dave's partying. It's a rager. And we just go running over to the bus and he was partying, like yes. lightly. Lightly. But it, it was just, you know. Cuban Dave. Yeah. Cuban He's Dave. the greatest. He is the greatest. He's seriously, how amazing. Because I think the best part of the tour was 
me watching you and the other drummers watch Dave. Well, yeah, I mean, he's just an anomaly, you know, of a, of a, of a player. So, I mean, plus growing up with Slayer, and that was our first go-around with Slayer, which, you know, both our bands have done probably... I, th- I feel like our band and your band have opened for Slayer more than any other band, Definitely. probably collectively, you know what I mean? For uh, I sure. Think we probably did 350 shows with Slayer, and you probably around the same. Yeah. Um, and so, but... That particular tour was probably the first time that that we were doing that. So, like every night, I wanted to go watch Lombardo, and they were playing a lot of the Rain and Blood stuff uh, at that point in time as well. So it was just like jaw dropping, you know, watching him do his thing. He's so awesome. Uh, totally. Yeah, and just making friends with with Joey. Really, that was like my my big bromance of that of that tour was was Joey. Um, so you know, I got a lot of fond memories of. Man, I don't ride anybody's bus, you know, except for our, our own bus. And I was like waking up on the Slipknot bus, on Joey's bus, like every other night, you know, just yeah. raging with him. You know, it was it was fun. No, I swear to God, we were we were driving by you on the highway, and I swear I could hear you guys in the other bus <laughs> on the highway because you're you can you can really hit the falsettos I mean, well your we voice got the king amazing. diamond going at, yeah. at five in the morning and we were bumming the bus driver out dude yeah not, no you really cool. were because i because it's you know the roads are tight in the uk too like it, it, we're on these two-lane highways and it's neck and neck and you're like how are these drivers doing this? it's pretty nerve-wracking yeah and i swear i could hear you and we were like are they raging that loud <laughs> so that was incredible but just watching you guys and joey rest in peace joey such an amazing guy i actually saw joey give it up for joey jordison amazing um i hosted an award show last time he was on the podcast and michelle is here his publicist big shout out to michelle she's amazing she um brought him backstage and we did a little short podcast it was one of the last times i got to see him but he was always so complimentary of you and and so many bands he was like he was the one of the dudes besides slayer that really taught me you have to put the ladder down for somebody else otherwise how do we keep you know how do we keep lifting others up and keep getting these you know great tours and great bands because we can only headline so much you want to put together a great package tour Um, but what do you think is your best, like, what is the best Mastodon headline tour where you guys put the ladder down and, and put the package together of bands? Um, I think, I mean, the Ghost Opeth tour was pretty fantastic when Ghost was first starting out. Yes. Um, you know. On paper now, that is like a banger. Yeah. But that was one of them, I'd say. Um, we always tried to bring out like bands like Converge and High on Fire, you know, bands that we really were good friends with. And, and you know, we had gotten a little bit bigger. And so we're like, man, you know, let's go. No, and that so, was so cool because especially you weren't afraid to take more aggressive bands. And yeah. that's something that I really respected about you guys and Slayer and Slipknot because I think we all learned from Slipknot. Th- there was a point where, especially on Tattoo the Earth in 2000, they started to... Slipknot started to play over Slayer, and the Slayer fans were not happy about this. It's all water under the bridge now, but at first it was like, what the fuck? But then they saw firsthand tens of thousands of kids that were pumped for Slayer too, going crazy for Slayer and then staying for Slipknot. It helped both bands. It helped both bands. It really did. Yeah, because when we got to the UK with that tour, uh, it flip-flopped. 
So Slipknot was headlining. Yes. The rest of the European stuff, Slayer was headlining. But in the UK, it was, you know, Slipknot was, they were huge, but they were about to get even bigger, you know? And yeah. you could see why. I was just like, this, this show is insane. These guys are maniacs, you know, running around like crazy, and the music's awesome, and Joey's back there with his hair whipping around. It's just a, a, a spectacle, you know? Yeah. Like the, this generation's kiss or something, so. Um, I'm, I'm glad you said that, because sometimes I'll see a little bit of, you know, Slipknot hate online, or, or even when I mention them on the podcast, I'll get an email or a, or a DM and whatever, and I'm like, you weren't there, trust me. Like, it was, I remember Japan, I still have 8% hearing loss in this ear, because I went out to the fence, we played this huge show, like 40,000 people with Slipknot, and I go out to the fence to sign everybody's stuff and take pictures, and there's just thousands of Japanese girls waiting for Joey, and I turn my head for one split second, and he walked out, and I didn't have earplugs, and it was like, I mean, it was the, it was piercing, and I've and I've done a lot of shows with Kiss, not in the in the heyday in the old days, right. but I've been at award shows and places with them where that it wasn't fanfare like that. No disrespect to Gene and and Paul, but it well, wasn't. Did Joey really his the whole persona, the mask, his. He's a little guy. He really fits into what the Japanese culture likes. You know what yes, I mean? He kind of almost has like him. an anime vibe to his, his mask and stuff. They just want to fold him up and put him in their pocket. <laughs> yes. But he stood out there for like hours signing stuff. And, and, and I always looked at him and gave him respect for that. Because, you know, I, it, to see the happiness in people's faces, their lives are made that he didn't snub them or didn't. Oh, yeah. I mean. He, it, was, the, he was the best. I, I just really miss him. Me too, yeah, for sure. So now, yeah, give it up. I love reminiscing with you. But now let's talk about the weirdest lineup you've ever been on or put together. Like the weirdest <laughs> lineup. You tell me yours, and then I'll tell you the weirdest lineup Hatebreed was ever on. Uh, let's see. I don't know that the... Well, it was kind of weird. I mean, there was a couple bands that... There's been some, like, some of the earlier tours that we did. I think we did one that was with... I mean, Dying Fetus was... That made sense to me. But yes. It was, like, di it was Dying Fetus, a band called The Hoods. Shout out to Mikey Hoods. Yeah, the, uh, and a band called Pain Mask. They were touring in a, in a black, like, Murdered Out before Murdered Out was a thing, school bus. And they fucking popped a tire on the way to every single show. And so they'd always show up late, and then we'd have to go on first when we were contracted to go on second, you know? That old chestnut. The, old trick, the oldest <laughs> yeah. trick in the book. Like, we blew another tire. We're like, you guys got to just stay home. Come on, man. But no, I mean, they were fun dudes and everything, but uh, it just was a little bit, you know, I mean, we were brand new, so yeah. you know, it didn't really matter that much. We were playing to not that many people and just trying to, any, any tour that, that came across, like, we would take it, you know. If, uh, at that point in time, we had just kind of graduated from basements and VFW halls, driving around in our van, playing house shows, and we were actually in, you know, like, clubs, you know. So it was exciting, you know, to be on any tour. But, you know, that one was a little bit weird, I would say. Uh, we did one that was uh, purposefully, I guess, kind of weird with uh, Against Me and Cursive. So that was like a little All right, bit so a little punk screamo, you know? yeah. what would you call it, indie? Yeah, indie. Um, just to kind of spread it out a little bit and get some different people coming in the door. So there's always the, those that are kind of the intentional, yeah. um, let's get weird, you know, kind of right deals where you're, you're kind of pitting two fan bases against each other, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and sometimes it works and, you know, sometimes you end up folding new people into your, your deal. 
Yeah, because I feel like those shows were big. I remember they were. Yeah, it was. It was a pretty. It worked out. It was yeah. pretty cool. A friend uh, of mine went, I think, to Orlando House of Blues, and it was like sold out. And yeah, that's great. Yeah, we. What did, about you, buddy? Well, we did a festival in in Norway, and we showed up, and I thought it was a joke, and they said, "Yeah, you're going on right before Mary J. Blige." And I said, really? The queen, Mary? The queen of hip-hop? We're going to... And uh, her fans were not exactly thrilled with our, our brand of uh, metallic hardcore. But I will say this. The band that played first, I'm sure most of you know or some of you know, because they were some good old boys. I think they're, they may be from Georgia or maybe from, like, Alabama, um, and now, fuck, I'm going to, it's my, my kryptonite, um, fuck. Nope. Yes, thank you. And they were raging. Like, they were kind of, I was like, if these guys ever meet Brent from Mastodon, it's on. Like, they, I felt like they could put together a truck out of nothing. Like, just, just out of a couple wheels and, a, and a, some axles. You have to say the name of the band. Three Doors Down. There you go. Sorry, Three Doors Down. They were the nicest guys. They were so cool. And I think every so often I'll see, like, the guy from Three Doors Down got his 11th DUI. And I'm, I always remember that show. Like, hell yeah. You go. Yeah. <laughs> How I'm do you like, get 11 DUIs? I don't know. I don't know, but I think he's at the point now where he just rides the mower to the, to the right. liquor store. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Like the possum. Yeah. Or like the tricycle. Yeah, what's the... Yeah. The unicycle. If you if you're riding a unicycle to the to the liquor store, you're in big trouble. Yeah, huge trouble. They just keep taking wheels away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you lost another wheel, buddy. <laughs> so we had all these different games we were gonna play, and I, I just have so many questions that I want to get to. But um, don't play games with me, James. The, you know. A lot of people came out of Mosh Pit Retirement on this boat. And it, it did. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Inc you're, weren't you talking? You were doing cartwheels? <laughs> yes. I know. I was I like, this things. guy is going to get us the bars. disinvited from every future. <laughs> All right, good, good. All right, good. They like the energy. Right, settle down. Sir. Listen, we got, we got a show to do here. All right, so I watched Tony from Municipal Waste come out of Mosh Pit Retirement. Brian, Brian Falls never, Brian from Shadows Fall, Brian Fair, love you, Brian. He has never gone into Mosh Pit Retirement. I've seen Brian Mosh at almost every show I've been at together with him since 1992. So here's the question. When was the last time you were in a Mosh Pit? Oh, man. I'd have to say... Wait, any guesses? Does anybody want to guess the band from the crowd? <laughs> yeah, it was Mary J. Blige. Oh, speaking of Mary J. Blige. 2000, no. There was been, one, there was, pits. think about it, think about it. Pits. There was one detail I forgot from the Mary J. Blige show. There was a lady in the front row, and she had her Mary J. Blige sign, and she had, like, photos of her, like, laminated with Mary J. Blige, yeah. which, that's... She was as diehard as they come for Mary J. Blige. She would look at me and she would go. And I, for those listening at home, she would just plug her ears and frown. And so I would give her the thumbs up. 
and then she would frown even harder, and then I would go over to her, and I would go, <laughs> just act like I'm pushing the frown up, and I swear, Did it work? by the end, she had the horns up. Hell yeah. And we won her, we won her ass over. Yeah. I have a similar story about a, a, we were on David Letterman, and we were playing the mother load. And, uh, you know, on David Letterman, it's kind of like this, like the audience is way set back. So it's a little bit weird, and he keeps it like, like 45 degrees in there. You know, it's pretty, pretty chilly. And uh, so we're playing, I'm looking, and I can just see the audience, you know, just make out the audience. I see this poor old man back there, and he's just like this, just hating it. <laughs> Just the whole time, like, what the fuck is this? He hates it. But on either side of him was two happy ladies just almost like hitting him in the head with their asses, just shaking them, you know? Just dancing. They got up out of their seats? Yeah, just dancing. Oh, that's amazing. And I just wish I had that on video, you know? It was such a, you know, we gotta juxtaposition. We got to hit up CBS, ask for that B-roll, for that David yeah, Letterman B-roll. I know, man. We want the, the, the footage so do of the you audience. Dave? Yeah, you know, he always comes up and says, nice drums, are these yours? You know, and sometimes they're not, and sometimes they are. God, I always wanted to meet Dave. Yeah. But of course, pretty... I have, like, all the inappropriate questions to ask. Of course, yeah. Because he did run a sex cult. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> did you hear about this? No. So I guess while you were waiting to set up, he was tag-teaming, doing the Eiffel Tower in the back with the oh, staff. Okay. Yeah, like, he, was, he goes hard. He goes hard in the paint. Wow. Okay. Sexual paint. Sexual paint. Yeah. David Letterman, ladies and gentlemen, hard in the sexual paint. Respect. I mean, what did you think it was going to be like? I mean, you had to assume it. And listen, I walked through some of these hallways on this fucking boat, and I, there was multiple times where I was like, is David Letterman on this fucking boat? Because there yeah. was, yeah. It's yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, so my last mosh pit, I was trying to think about it, and I think it was probably, see, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to say where I was in the actual pit as opposed to like, perimeter pit watch guy you know that's like here protecting my girl oh, impress you me know, bro kind of like on the side stand there and then being like no no you know kind of just sort of you know no go ahead go this way you know what i mean yeah yeah you gotta have the perimeter pit bosses that kind of do the circle and you i know, call help. those guys chip zenough Oh, Chipsy Enough. Shout Chips out to Chipsy Enough if anybody's in. Uh, do we have any <laughs> Enough Enough fans here? Of course. You? I mean, because I, they always, because every no. time they do that, they're like, enough. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> enough. That's enough. No, I just want to keep it going in the right direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what, what band that, was it? It was High on Fire. Nice. <laughs> I got in and then uh, had a couple of brewski lewskis and, uh, you know, I got the power of the riff compelled me. <laughs> yes. And I fucking went in and I was headbanging with my no hair and uh, had the time of my life. Thanks to Matt Pike and his no shirt. Did you stage dive as well? I did not stage dive, no. I haven't staged d dove since... Um, the last time I staged dove was probably 1989, I'm going to say. 88 or 89 okay. for Overkill at Backstreets in Rochester, New York. E! Elimination! Yeah, elimination. E! Elimination. One time, Randy from Land, Lamb of God got me. Uh, you guys know what a squatty potty is? <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm not using this. Like, what? And he goes, Jamie, listen to me, man. Quick interruption. Are we, are we on? 
Yep. Um, Quick interruption. I'm here with Nick, who does the Patreon with me. What up? They could have heard this episode way sooner if they would just sign up to patreon.com slash Josta. Yeah, it's been up for like a week and a half, right? Because we just, yeah, we've been off the boat for a while now. Yeah. And we also got a bunch of other episodes up. The Weekly Metal Roundup, where we listen to a bunch of bands. The Mm -hmm. By Patreon for Patreon. The music show. The monthly music show's going up. So yeah, there's a lot of content over there. Check it out at patreon.com slash Josta. And while we have you, support our sponsors IndieMerchStore.com is a great sponsor of not only the Milwaukee Metal Fest, but also the Josta Show. And right now you can save 10% ahead of Black Friday when you go to IndieMerchStore.com and use the promo code Josta10. You'll see all the restocks, bands like Thy Artist Murder, Cannibal Corpse, Cattle Decapitation, um, you know, all the shirts that we get dirty looks when we go to the bank and <laughs> the post office. Uh, check it out at IndieMerchStore.com. You'll see pre-orders for a bunch of new merch, like from Shadow of Intent and a ton of great bands. Hopefully a bunch of bands that we will see at this year's Milwaukee Metal Fest. And uh, Indie Merch Store is one of our sponsors and presenters. We love them. You love them. Use the code JOSTA10 to save 10% at IndieMerchStore.com. And last but certainly not least, we are doing a blowout sale when you use the code VET. Thank you to all our vets. If you missed the podcast, we are coming back. And uh, if you missed the Veterans Day sale, it is back on 20% off when you use the code VET at martyrstore.net. So we have those Crowbar uh, Milwaukee Metal Fest shirts left over, the Ripper Milwaukee Metal Fest shirts left over, some of the VIP shirts, some signed 8x10s, some signed laminates, and of course the compilation CD, which features your boy, yours truly, the new song, the latest song with Zetro from Exodus on the new Josta track assimilation agenda that's on the compilation you'll see it all at martyrstore.net use the code vet and save 20 percent off now back to the show with bron daler <laughs> if you want to be if you want to have maximum elimination try the squatty potty and so i still have it it's in my basement and I saw it the other day because we were bringing out all the, all the holiday decorations. And every time I see that squatty potty, I always think of Randy and I go, elimination. <laughs> and, uh, and shout out to Bobby Blitz. Of course. And shout out Bobby. to Overkill. We need Overkill on next year's Headbangers Bowl. Can we start a petition for that? Yeah. Yeah. Eliminate the win. By a round of applause, does anybody have a squatty potty and use it every day? And should I change? These are some... These are some fully flat, eliminated people. Flat tummied, fully regular. You do the ghost wipe. You don't even have any lingering shit going on. It's just clean. You could eat off of it. But we won't. See? Great minds think alike. Shout out to Jose. He's got the bidet. Jose's bidet? Jose's bidet. Jose's bidet just shoots tequila up your ass. Mezcal. Mez. 500. Or what is it? It's like, what's the, what's the expensive one? No, yeah. Whatever but, the most expensive one is, that's the one. And then if you get the worm, it's a bonus. Is it though? <laughs> All right. See Poltergeist 2? I don't want to keep you too long, but we're having such a good time. And I've been, I, I really wanted music. to step up the live podcast and do bits and do games. Would it be okay if we try a game right now with Braun? Okay. Are you a fan of black metal? Sure. Okay. 
Are you a fan of Harry Potter? Uh, I mean, I know they, I know that they drink fucking butterbeer or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> there's wizards, right? Yeah. Real Harry Potter. Chil- there, and then there's, there's young children involved. Yes. I love it. Real Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Real Harry Potter fans have a bidet and shoots butterbeer up their ass. Fucking butterbeer. <laughs> Sounds like my All cholesterol's right. gonna be. So this is a new segment. Throw the roof Bear with, the with me. Beers. We're Can gonna... we get two butterbeers? I, listen, I know I'm one of you. I know no one of you Harry Potter fans probably has some fucking like so butterbeer like hack. You could tell the the bartender, and it's like, like a, it's like butterscotch snaps with a bit of seltzer and some root beer, right? They like, brought like a cow bladder filled with butterbeer to their room because <laughs> they can't be without it. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So we're, when, we, when this comes out, we're going to edit in the theme song. I'll go home and I'll... And I'll so hopefully this will be a recur, recurring segment on the, on the new show because we're relaunching the new podcast when we go back. So this is a little game that we're going to play called Guess Which One is either a black metal album title or a spell from Harry Potter. All right, I'm, are you ready? Yeah, I want Ron che- Daler from Aston. I'm gonna cheat. Self-proclaimed black metal fan. We're gonna see about that, Buster. All right, all right, go. Nemesis. Wait, can someone give me something I can use as a wand or something? Like, I need a, I need a, like a prop, right? Do we have anything? You don't have a wand. You have a brush. Thank you. All right, you're the man. See, tubular. Nemesis Davina. I will. Is that a Harry Potter spell or a black metal band's album title? Nemesis Davina. I think it's a black metal album title. You're right. Satyricon. <laughs> Who, can one of you guys keep score for Bron? Thank you. Executive producer credit for her right there. Okay. Demysterious Dom Sathanas. That's a Harry Potter spell. Nope, it's an album Damn by it. the band Mayhem. Shout out to it Mayhem. Was a, it was the way you said it. You, you stole the spell, uh, you know. We should do a cruise with all the black metal bands. And we'll, do, and we'll just have like a church on fire on the top of the fucking 13th floor. If, I see we got some people just joining us. Right now we're playing, is that a black metal band's album title or a Harry Potter spell? How do you, what do you guys think of this segment, the new segment so far? Okay. I don't like it. <laughs> it's making me feel stupid. Which I am. Hey, it's one-to-one, right? You're just one-to-one right now. <clears throat> one-to-one, let's do this. Come on, go. Axioma Ethica Odini. It's got to be Harry Potter. Nope, it's Damn an it. album by Enslaved. Oh, yeah. Isan, right? Isan, he's amazing. Talented. I like Enslaved, too. This is embarrassing. <laughs> What's I have that a song, when, when Fire Swept Through the Land or whatever? That's a good song. That's great, yeah. No, I, normally, I have a rule, like, if I can't pronounce the band name or the title or the album, I'm out. Yeah, that is a good rule. Like, and a lot of those black metal album titles, I don't even read them, because I get through the first couple letters, I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, know what that is. I don't know what that is, and I don't recognize that font. 
No. <laughs> no one recognizes that font. No. What's wrong with Helvetica? Yeah. <laughs> Cookie. Come on, man. Just give me ACDC, Back in Black, Highway to Hell. There's like, just keep it, make it, we're cavemen. That's why when you dressed up like cavemen, I was like, these are guys after my own heart. I mean, that was the low-hanging fruit, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a lot of fun. Thank you, Bron. You're welcome. Here's an easy one. I'm glad Obliviate. you're here. Obliviate. That's got to be a black metal title. No. <laughs> nope. It's a spell for erasing memories. That does sound a little on the evil side, but it's also a crucial tool for wizards who need to stay hidden. Okay, well, I'm officially not doing well. <laughs> All right, no, no. I, we got to... Who's keeping score? Okay. What's he at? One and three. Don't, no, don't say yet. Missed three, missed but he's got one. one. All right, you come back. You got this, bro. Anatomous <sighs> Conjurus. Spell. Yes. <gasps> I knew because you said Conjurus, and I, I know what that means. It's used by Professor McGonagall on the Hogwarts statues that they can help protect the school in the Battle of Hogwarts. Sounds like bullshit. <laughs> One, one time we were on tour uh, with All the Remains and Ollie. I just want to, I, I miss Ollie. He were talking about how you miss Joey. I miss Joey too, but Ollie was such a cool dude. Yeah. And we were at the Orlando um, Hard Rock Live. And I said, no one would go to Harry Potter world with me except Ollie. May he rest in peace. And he came out and he's like, I don't like, I don't like roller coasters, dude, but I'm going to do this with you. Because you think it's going to be fun. And I'm like, we're going to get butter beer. We're going to go on the roller coaster. We're going to go on a train. It's going to be great. Because at this point, you're on tour. And it's like, how many fucking dudes' socks and shoes can you trip over and smell their fucking B.O.? It's like, let me just go to Harry Potter World and escape for a little bit. It was a long tour, like eight weeks, nine weeks. Oof. So we go into Harry Potter World with Ollie, God bless his soul. And every kid was like, it's a wizard. <laughs> it's a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> and we got him a wand and he was so nice and people want to take photos with him it was like I was like walking around with a real wizard and he is and I would tell the kids look him up he's a guitar wizard he's a virtuoso he's amazing so I always think so this was fun to do because it made me think of that because he was yeah. he was definitely you know he yeah. was killing the game yeah for sure alright sorry I'm getting off track here no it's fine Aveda Kedavra <sighs> I think it's a spell. The killing curse was a tool of the dark arts. One of the three unforgivable curses. It was the most powerful and scary in Harry Potter. Wow. All right, good. You're so. I think I'm. How a, do you say it? I said a. So all, now I'm gonna have fucking hate mail from all the Harry Potter fans. <laughs> That's so, the best kind of hate mail. The, <laughs> When I see you, I'm throwing a cup of butterbeer right in your face. Okay. Bergtat et Eventier. Bergtat et Eventier. There was more, but I couldn't pronounce it. I was no way I was <laughs> It's long. Spell? It's an album by the band Over. Oh, Over. Yeah. Okay, here's a good one. Okay. Sanctus Diavolos. Album. 
Yes, by the band Rotting Christ from Rotting Greece. Christ. Wow, we had a Rotting Christ fan here. Fuck yeah, listen. There's a chapel in here. Don't, no funny business. <clears throat> All right. Just a brush fire. You remember when you were a kid, it was like when you were a kid and you just wanted your mom to make your birthday cake and you're like, here's the church, here's the steeple. Open the doors and burn that shit like a fucking black metal band would. Your hands on fire. <laughs> All right, one more. Fun. We can move on. But this was fun. Thank you. Sorry. These guys are like, all right, enough with the fucking Harry Potter spells. Abra Hadabra. Harry Potter spell. No, it's an Damn. album by Demu Borgir. Oh, is that Demu? Demu? You were so close. I was so close. You were at the last minute. I lost it all. To fucking Nick's band. You want to do one more? Can we do one more? Like a double or nothing? What, what's the score? What do you mean double or nothing? Do I have money on this? You have four, you missed five. You got to at least have an even record. What do they call that? 500. F yes. You're batting 500. No. All right. Uh, my team's at 500. No, no, no. You're yeah, okay. Come on now. Okay. Sports guy. Serpent Sorcia. Spell. Yes, it conjures a live snake. All right, I'm at 500. All right. I'm good with that. All right. So thank you all for being here. We're going we're gonna, to, I'm going to step up here and I'm going to come around. If you have a question step for Bron, you got to keep it clean, no matter how sexy it is. If you just raise your hand if you got a question for Bron. I'm going to come through the crowd. And thank you all. Dude, I'll sit here. I have a couple questions for you guys too, if that's okay. I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but uh, just say who you are, where you're, your name, and where you're from. Uh, Eric from Phoenix. Uh, Next year, 10th anniversary of Once More Around the Sun. I know you guys just did the Crack the Sky, uh, you know, playing that in its entirety for its kind of anniversary. Anything for that album? Not for the 10 year, I don't think. But Boo! Hey, Serpent Sorcia! <laughs> Sit down, bro. <laughs> Your name is Eric, right? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we won't be. Not for the tenure, but we, 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 might, we might possibly be doing something else for a different anniversary for something else. You never know. We might play Halloween on, you know, Tuesday since it was Halloween, but we didn't even get that. So that was... We did. What are you talking about? We played Halloween. Uh, oh, okay. They do this. You were with Jamie. See, they, when the podcast comes out, you'll hear that I, I went up to Brent and I was like, hey, why don't you play Sultan's Curse? Again, my clock was fucked up. He's like, we played a fifth, asshole. <laughs> and how, it, just please, give Bron a round of applause for that groove in Sultan's Curse. You're the groove master. And your voice is like... That's my job, baby. Your voice on that song is like butterbeer. Hell yeah. All right, anybody has... Uh, Thank let's you, see, we got. All right, who do we got back here? Thank you for the nice uh, things Oh, Eric, real quick, I wanted to ask you... Give a shout out to a band that you enjoyed on the cruise here on the Headbangers boat that you didn't think you were going to enjoy. Uh, I mean, I've seen most of them through Warp Tours or stuff, but I thought uh, Dying Wish was really, really good. Heart shout out to Dying Wish. Emma's a beast. Yeah, I saw, I saw them with counterparts, but they were one of my favorites so far. That's awesome. Thank you, man. Thanks for being here. All right, let's see. Who do we got here uh, in back? All right. Let me not trip over something. And... Um, yeah, what's up? What, uh, say your name and where you're from and your question for the sexiest member of Mastodon. All right, uh, Justin from Salt Lake City, Utah. How was it? We got a Mormon in the house. <laughs> Magic oh, underpants. No. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, how was touring with Gojira? It's always good to tour with Gojira. Our friends from France who are not Coneheads. Um, no, I love those guys. We've, we've been touring with them for, I don't know, 15 years or so, uh, you know, on and off. So we're very, very close friends, and we love each other. And I love watching them play. I love watching Mario. He's an insanely talented drummer. Uh, and those guys just crush it live. So, like, it's very inspiring, and it's, uh, it makes us want to do, do our best up there. I mean, we always want to do, you always want to do your best, but when you're on tour with bands like Gojira that are just totally crushing it and bringing it, you're like, God damn, we really got to, uh, you know. So, yeah, love those guys. Yeah, love they're Gojira. amazing. We just opened for them in Germany, and watching Mario is like, he's just so talented. And I love that evil Mario. You guys saw those evil Mario videos? Where oh, that's like, hilarious. He needs to do a whole full-length film of just evil Mario. All right, who do we got over here? Now, don't forget. I'm not forgetting. Before, wait, what was the last mosh pit you were in? Dying Fetus and Hoods? No. No. What was High it? High on Fire. Oh, so it's Gojira. You took them on tour and then they, and then they returned the favor? Or Go No, we, uh, we, we, we uh, co-headlined with Gojira. Because okay. I think you need... I think well, we went out with Ghost. But you took them out. and then We took them took, out. They took they us took, out. So they returned the favor. Yeah. So you need to take out Dying Fetus in the Hoods and put that I'm, We're together. taking out Pain Mask. Your name and where you're from and your question for Braun, please. How's it going? I'm Neil. Uh, I'm from another dimension, but I reside near Los Angeles, oh, California. Sick. I've been there. Uh, my question being is, who is your favorite celebrity or politician to watch Guar murder live? Well, that's a good one. Um, I mean, I was always a big fan of, of when they brought out Reagan and, and, and chopped his head off. That was, that was like when I saw him back in the day. You know, it was the rite of passage to go see Guar when you were uh, growing up in the, in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, you had to go with your white shirt and get blood all over you and go to school the next day. Like, I went to the Guar show and I'm covered in blood. Um, as it still is now. But, yeah, uh, I would say Reagan. That was... That was like blood was, and what else? It was so shocking. You you left out another. Oh, blood thing. and pee and cum. You know, space jizz. Oh, yeah, space jizz. Yeah, just sorry, buddy. I gotta say, I toured with Guar <laughs> many times. I actually got to fill in for Bob. Shout out to Bob. He's here on the boat. He's bone snapper. I was the only one that could fit in the suit, so I had to be bone snapper for two shows, <laughs> and I got to rip Hillary Clinton's tits off. Oh, it was. So that's. It doesn't, I, it doesn't get any better than that. I think no, I really, I've better. hit my pinnacle. It can't get better. What's your name and where you're from? Thank you for being here. I'm Stan from D.C. Uh, See how he grabbed the mic from me? Like, like it was a piece of cake? <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. I'm just breaking your ball. Uh, you can hold it. I, I trust you. <laughs> He's going to run off with it. As a fellow King Diamond Merciful Fate fan, do you prefer... Them, Abigail, or Conspiracy? Ooh, good question. That's tough. I mean, I look at all three, Abigail, Them, Conspiracy, all sort of together as one big happy family of, of amazing songs. But I will say, I think Them, for me, is the, that's like, I know, yeah. that's like really deeply ingrained in my DNA. I know all the guitar solos by heart. You know, I can sing them, I can't play them. But, uh, yeah, I just know that one backwards and forwards, and, and it really, like, when I was a kid and got that tape, I went to the record store, Lakeshore Record Exchange in Rochester, New York, 
And uh, yeah, okay, go Bills. Uh, and so I went there, I would go there, and the guy that worked there, he's like, hey, kid, you like Metallica? Check this shit out. You know, it was that guy who was inter- integral to, to any uh, young person's uh, musical formation back, those, back in those days when we had record stores that you could, would go to. And so um, deeply indebted to that guy for turning me on to King Diamond. And that record really literally, literally kind of scared the shit out of me. I was like, this is like a scary album. And I really loved getting into the, to the whole story aspect of it and really was a big inspiration for myself when I, when I had my own band with Mastodon and, and getting into like themes and trying to make, you know, uh, these sort of epic tales, you know. And so... Writing stories like that was really the biggest, the biggest inspiration for all the, like, Crack the Sky and, and Blood Mountain and those albums, the, the concepts behind them, were, come from uh, my love for King Diamond and particularly that album, Them. And that's such a great question. I agree with you. And I think in honor of King Diamond, I think it's time for tea. Can we get two fucking cups of tea from the bar? You're having tea right now? Oh, you're having like sweet tea with a shot of something in it. Can we get the whole crowd to sing "Time for Tea"? That would be that would that would make my whole cruise. It is. I can't even. I can't hit that. You can't right. do it. Your name, where you're from, and uh, thanks for being here at the Justice Show Live podcast. Raymond from Colorado. What's your favorite Metallica song and why? Frantic tick tock tick tock. Favorite Metallica song? Um, I'm going to say Ride the Lightning. That's, my, that's the first Metallica album that I heard, and it changed my life for the better. And I just come back to that opening track. Like That riff is just very simple, very perfect, super heavy. And... Uh, it is time. Thank you, Mikey. Everybody give Mikey a big round of applause. It is time again. Anyway, Metallica. I think T is the greatest song ever written. I got to just say that right now. It's pretty good. It's better than Queen. It's better than Led Zeppelin. King Diamond destroys the Beatles. It's true. Everything you Do you said agree is true. by a round of applause or no? Okay. All right. Who, your yeah. name, where you're from, and your question for, for Bron. What's up? Frank from Philly. Just wondered for both of you guys, what's your favorite song to play live? For me, personally, I like playing Blood and Thunder because uh, it usually gets the best crowd reaction. And, um, and I got disinvited. Yeah, you got disinvited. For, to sing it last night. I was very hurt until I saw Randy oh, do it. I was like, I well, mean, you know what? He is the boss of the boat, right? So, <laughs> And he did it amazing. I had my hair was standing up on my arms. It was incredible. I just, you know, we... we I was pointing off the boat. Why? Well, I'm like, binoculars. Was there one out there? There was. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And we were, we were like busy up there doing our thing and couldn't go grab it real quick. It, I was just going to, yeah, we, wait, hold on. I got to be careful out here. All right, so. <laughs> Favorite song to play live and why is, I would say Blood and Thunder, just because it gets the best reaction. People go crazy for it. And really, you know, when we, uh, as musicians, we sit and we write all this music and we put out all these albums and then the people decide the, the songs that they want to hear. So, you know, uh, it's always just 
Makes me feel good watching everybody have a good time out there in the old mosh pit. Yeah, no, this, it was cool getting to do all these different sets on this uh, boat, this cruise, because not only do you get to rehearse songs that you don't normally do, because you want to have a variation of songs throughout the various different sets, but um, then you realize that some of these ones that you don't play, people really want to hear, and then it has a, a good reaction, and it was fun. Like, I really, yeah, I, there was a bunch. I, there's a song, Stroke of Red, off our new run that we play. We don't play a lot. And I was like, this might be my favorite one to play live. It was rocking. How you doing? I'm Shannon. I'm from Minnesota. And you guys can both answer this if you want. Have you ever wished that you were able to see your own band live? Like, come down into the pit with us and see what all the fuss is about. I did one time. I took mescaline. <laughs> <laughs> it was... <laughs> We were in New Mexico. It was, fu- it was wild. How'd, how'd you do? I was like a wolf. Oh, sick. Before your set? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Save that. Wait, is that going to pick up on the crowd mic? It, you might be on the crowd mic, but just in case. I was just going to say, I asked, I've asked this to some other bands. I've got some really interesting answers. So. My answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, yeah, I've always, I'm, you know, it's something you, that I especially won't be able to do. I'm kind of envious of my guitar players when, you know, because they got the wireless packs on and during sound check, they can kind of walk out and walk around the whole room and everything and listen. I'm like, man, I want to do that. But uh, they haven't invented the old wireless drums set yet, so no bueno. Oh, well, have to wait for technology to catch up with your dreams. <laughs> What's your name, where you're from, and your question? So, my name's Joe. Um, some people call me Taylor Hawkins Doppelganger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I was going to say that. Uh, from Casper, Wyoming. And uh, first of all, last time I uh, stage dove was Hey Breed 2009 in Fort Collins. Nice. Sweet. Oh, at the, uh, at the Starlight? It was at the Aggie, actually, but okay. just down the way. But um, so, I'm a drummer, and about 20 years ago, I got the best piece of drum advice I ever got from a bonus disc in Blood Mountain. And you describe drum playing as a drummer needs to be like the frame of the bed. All the other instruments, you know, there's the sheets, there's the mattress, um, and then the uh, beautiful cover is the singer. And that's what everyone sees. So 20 years later, after that advice you gave 20 years you know, ago, what would you give advice now to drummers 20 years later? I mean, if we're talking about laying the foundation for the song and making sure that, you know, it's, you have a solid foundation, that's what I would say. I would use the, I'd go ahead, and, go ahead and use the bed analogy again, you know. But because um, it works, you know, it's a, and I get to call guitar players throw pillows, which is fun. I'll tell you one thing. That is a great analogy because you know what Brent Hines is? He's that fucking sheet that you can't get over the side and you got to go around in the front and then you got to like kick your wife and be like, hey, pull it, you're wrong way. You're trying to get Brent mad at you again? Yes. <laughs> you know, Brent and I, we have a very interesting relationship. We'll have to get into it later. Well, that's a, that's a story for another podcast. How are you, sir? Your question, your name, where you're from, and your question. I'm doing outstanding. Forrest from Dallas, Texas. Forrest! Everybody say, run, Forrest! Rum! Rum! Oh, you're good, man. You were were good. What is your favorite memory 
in Mastodon on tour, recording, and two-part question. Okay. What is your favorite memory with Don Bagdaro? Good. That's a good one. Well, with Dimebag, I, do, I only met him a couple times, so I wasn't, um, I think that we came right after, you know, Pantera had sort of, we were still pretty small band when they were, when they were ending. So I sort of missed that just by a, by a, by a hair. I mean, I hung out with Vinny a bunch, but um, I didn't really get to really hang, hang with, with Dime. Um, but you know, being on tour, being friends with with uh, with Kerry King and stuff, you know, always hearing all the stories and everybody talking about what an amazing guy he was, and you know, I mean, I did meet him a couple times, and he was a sweetheart, and you know, what a wonderful dude, and uh, a, a great, great metal ambassador, and and a big inspiration, and a big part of the reason why there's uh, the continuation of of heavy metal being as popular as it still is 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 due to Dime and, and Pantera, for sure. Uh, what was the first question? Favorite memory of being in Mastodon. Boy, my God, it's been like 25 years of, of, uh, of touring the world with, with my best friends. And, um, but, uh, you know, there's been so many, so many high points. You know, there's been so many crazy things that have happened to us as human beings and uh, as a result of being in Mastodon. For instance, you know, being in Game of Thrones was a really like kind of a pinch me moment for us. You know, because it was like the biggest TV show in the world and we all really loved it and, and meeting the director and finding out who he was a fan and then him asking us to come be extras in the, the Hard Home uh, episode was just a very epic thing. And we, we all, you know, all four of us had to say, thank you, Mastodon, for uh, supplying that really incredible moment in our lives, you know. So it's a charmed life for sure, man. It's like, you know with all our fans and you know you never you 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 get in a room with your with your best friends and you and you just are you do your thing you play your drums you you put some songs together you go out and start playing in basements and and you have no clue where it's headed you know and and you you know the odds are it's not going to go you know anywhere near where your 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 idols have taken it you know the the big stages of of Metallica and Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath but and Slayer and all those bands, but you know we've gotten to play with all those bands and hang out with all those guys and and be friends with them, which is just absolutely incredible and mind blowing. And I always say that you know if I went back in time and told 15 year old Braun the things that I would be doing and the people that I would be hanging out with when I got to be older, uh, that my head would explode. So you know it's really really an amazing thing. No, and right, Jamie. It really is, and every band on this cruise has slugged it out in the underground and done VFW halls and backyard shows and basement shows. And I love that about this cruise because there's nobody who had it easy, nobody who did their first uh, tour in a bus and had major label backing, no industry plants, just all real deal road dogs. Absolutely, and that's that's uh, that's I gotta commend Lamb of God because there is there is as real as it gets, and it. Um, oh yeah, man. I know we were only supposed to go to. Um, Seven, but if you would be so kind to just do another uh, five minutes, if that's okay. Of course, yeah, sure. Um, I had another bit where I wanted Mr. Daler here to uh, guess who is which one of these celebrities is also a drummer, if that's all right with you guys. And I'm sure you guys might be able to, if you have a celebrity drummer that I don't mention, 
or someone, a celebrity that you think might be a drummer, just raise your hand and I'll come out to you. But You didn't tell me about this one. <laughs> this is a good one. Okay. All right. All right. Chef Jamie Oliver. I, is this a yes or no? Yes. Is he a drummer? Aside from being a, a, a chef. I don't know. Is he a good chef? I don't know. <laughs> Are you, you're from Britain? Hold on. <laughs> Wait, you've gone to like his restaurant or you're just judging off like the... I have actually been to one of his restaurants. I stood outside, I saw his prices and went, you know what, fuck that. We call him Jamie Oliver. Yeah, I know. Because um, everything has got about three gallons of five different types of olive oil on. And it's like olive oil is meant to be healthy, but when you're like covered in it, in your kitchen, like something from a bizarre porno film, it gets a bit like, no, he's awful. He, he wants to ban nice things like sugar in drinks, and you have to replace it with stuff that tastes like coal. <laughs> but so... is he a drummer? <laughs> no. Wrong. Oh, he is he, a drummer. He is a drummer. Okay. Well, I didn't know about right. that. It, this is getting good, and I know you guys need me to wrap it up, but I'm sorry. We, I got to get to the, like, you can't fucking wrap me up. I wrap you up, all right? It's the fucking job. Look at this. It's the Jocelyn Show podcast. I got Braun from Mastodon. Are they going to charge me overtime for the room? I bet, because then I will wrap it up. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, all right. Sorry. Give me one more. Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> yes, obviously a drummer. She is. Yes. She even did dates with Cindy Lauper. Really? And got up there and was ripping it. Rosie O'Donnell, comedian. What else? I don't know. What does she do? I don't know. She's talk a show host? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, talk show host. One more? Okay. Dana Carvey. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Who hasn't watched Wayne's World a okay, hundred good. times already? Chevy Chase. Huh? Chevy Chase, drummer or not a drummer? Drummer. Yes. Yeah. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Is he? Yeah. Drummer. Okay, so they're all drummers. Is that the... So here's... That's yes. the game. You just wanted me to... Here's the pitch. You just For wanted... next year's Headbangers <laughs> Boat. You wanted to make a fool of me. I want to do a whole drum circle here on the boat with Bron, Rosie O'Donnell, Dana Carvey. Hey, throw in Joe Piscopo. Jamie Oliver. We get... They're like, Joe they're like, trust us. It's the catering's going to be good. Jamie Oliver's cooking it. This guy's like, fuck that. I'm not going. He's on the Facebook page. He's like, I was going to go until Jamie Oliver was making the Oil of food. Oiliver. <laughs> Oiliver's travels. All right. Billy Bob Thornton? Of course. Yes. Good one. Mike Piazza, Mets pitcher. Sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Listen, Joe Piscopo. The black metal titles... With the Harry Potter spells. I was embarrassed. I wanted to throw some softballs at you. Ladies and gentlemen, Bron Daler, thank you so much. It's been another episode of The Jostas Show. Enjoy the rest of your cruise. Get home safe. Thank you all. We love you all. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jamie. I can't believe you didn't hit time for tea on the outro. You, met, you blew it. And you blew it. Thank you, guys. Bye. See you at 945. You're playing it. Hope you enjoyed the live Jossa Show podcast that we did from the Headbangers Boat Cruise. That was such a good time. You're going to have to try to go on that cruise next year, dude. Yeah? Yeah. I know you did a cruise with D. Snyder. Yeah. It was a good time, right? 
It was awesome. This was great. We had a we had a incredible couple sets. Of course, you know, we obviously there was a little tragedy, but everybody uh, stuck together and we got through it. Um, the just the camaraderie. I met. I took so many pictures, signed everybody's stuff, chatted with a bunch of people, saw so many people from Milwaukee Metal Fest. Nice. Yeah, there was a lot of people from Milwaukee, Chicago area, and people from all over the states and Canada that came on the cruise, and it's going to be a great thing going forward. They announced their uh, their next lineup, and big shout-out to Braun. He was so much fun. This was, uh, this was a fun one. I wish we had longer than an hour. Mm. And I, I think going forward, when I do the live podcast, they got to be at least 90 minutes because there was a bunch of bits and a bunch of um, like funny stuff that we had to cut out because we didn't have the time. But we'll talk about that on the Patreon show. I have a really long, drawn-out dad joke that's going <laughs> to anger a bunch of people. Uh, go to patreon.com slash Josta. While we still have you, if you're still listening to the outro, uh, thank you so much for supporting the Patreon. And if you want to check it out, there's a five dollar month tier, or you could be an executive producer, get your name in the credits. There's a ton of great content over there. I mean, by now we got to have two, three hundred separate, exclusive podcasts just to Patreon, right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's a bunch of content up there if you want to go do do a deep dive. And thank you to IndieMerchStore.com. Go to IndieMerchStore.com. Use the promo code JASTA10, and you will save ten percent off. Get yourself a new. Uh, Cannibal Corpse shirt, maybe a Shadow of Intent flat brim hat. Maybe you want a Thy Art is Murder hoodie or a Cattle Decapitation flag. They got so much great merch at IndieMerchStore.com. Use the promo code JOSTA10. And then we are extending the Veterans Day sale at uh, MartyrStore.net. So all your Milwaukee Metal Fest hats, work shirts, signed laminates, signed compilation CDs. I signed another 100 CDs to put in a store, signed a bunch of JOSTA posters, that's all over at martyrstore.net. The link is in the show notes. And then just punch in that code VET, V-E-T, for 20% off this week at martyrstore.net. And then, yeah, let us know your local band and your regional band and your unsigned band submissions for Milwaukee Metal Fest. Here's a good one that we got, which I say yay. There might be some people that say nay, but I think I get to override. You like this one, too. Yeah, it, it kind of had a, like a 100 Demons kind of vocal Yes, it, it kind of gave me like a little hundred demons, propane, maybe a little, maybe a little uh, Lamb of God, Pantera vibes. Definitely like groove metal, metalcore. They are called Eyes of the Living, and they have a show in Pennsylvania, December 9th at uh, Mix Stews in Levittown, PA. If you wanna check them out, go check them out. Tell them Josta sent you, and hopefully you'll see them at Milwaukee Metal Fest 2024, but let's hear, uh, we'll leave you with a little snippet of uh, Eyes of the Living right now. This is their track, Infected.
executive producers Jake Olszewski, Ben Lee, AJ Lewis, Garrett Keeping, Dan Smith, Nick Torito, JJ Hernandez, Joe Bartovic, Jason Jarvis, Chris Larice, Alex Smolin, Todd McKee, John Blewett, Richard Miller, Kyle Marg, Nate Leffingwell, Morgan Costner, Mark Tag, Zapagor Waikato, Niall Scollard, Kathy D'Ambrosio, Justin Steven, Jack Flanders, the Pit Commander, Andy Wilson, Jeffrey Kuhn, Kimo Humalamaki, Jonathan Metis, Brandon Cooper, Matthew Jankowskis, Jamie Kutcher, Ryan Undercoffler, Matt West, Ryan Maurice, Chad Green, Dallas Hendricks, Jacob Arensberg, Kenneth Moore, Kona Butterflies, Stephen Helm, Richard McIntosh, Jeff Stevenson, Ryan Williams, Larry Tooley, Dallas Bolin, Ryan St. Nathan Rex Madrid, Cameron Hendricks, Scandalous Official, Joe Monson, Let's Talk Resident Evil, Andrew Chase, Guy on the Couch, Chris Winchester, Antonio Reyes, Joe Otson, Dustin Stone, Lee Walker, Ryan Levson, John Hankis, Robert Bushaw, Troy Seal, Mark Horror Armenta, Jay Liberston, Nick Fowler, Mike Horgan, Emma Horgan, Arnorock, Patrick King, Oscar Brummett, Stacy Steinecke, Fernando Somoza, Patrick O'Brien, Dominique Zimmer, Ryan Sanders, Lara Snyder, Daniel Berg, Milwaukee Metal Sausage, Adam Boss, Adam Mecklenburg, 